0: welcome on into the two three podcast i'm cam that's zach episode 19
1: we can call this a streak edition another dub that's three in a row we are still smiling q is still smiling and we're feeling good three in a row we can officially
0: call this a streak zach After a 92-69 to win over Louisville, a very convincing win that was really never close to begin with. We were up by quite a bit in the first half, and it's always nice to have wins like that, especially when a team has been struggling a little bit all year. But it's nice to get these wins when you kind of expect to get these wins.
1: Yeah, this is our first entire full game performance where we played both halves incredibly well. At the end of the second half, we were up... I don't know, 15-plus. I don't know, we had a great lead. And even though, you know, based on previous games, I know I was a little, still a little worried. I'm like, all right, can we still pull off you know, a win here? Because it hasn't been the recipe the last few games. The games prior to that, we came out decent in the first half, and then the second half was truly the, the time when we won. But this was our first full game, full, full performance, and it was great to see.
0: And it was really a great performance from everybody all around. The starters all got double digits once again. And that seems to be the recipe for all of these games that we win. We're, we're shooting over 50% in like almost all of our wins. And you know, when, when we're able to like get the chemistry going and when everybody's really feeling it, it's a pretty, pretty nice thing to see. It just seems like this whole team is just so fluid right now and everything is just meshing together. And it seems like this is the team that we sort of expected to see in the beginning of the year, and it's nice that we're finally seeing them.
1: Yeah, our flow is so smooth, like you say. Our, our just our ball movement is better than we've ever seen before. Just everything's clicking where it needs to be clicking, and everything just feels things are coming easier. Our shots are shots are better. Like this, the ball movement. I don't know, just in general the flow of the game just seems so much smoother. I'm not really sure what it took to get us to this point, but. It's, we're we're flown smooth, and you, again,
0: you'll love to see it. And 23,000 people, Zach, in the Dome. It seems like the the team really feeds off the crowd this year, and I don't think I've seen a Cuse team feed off the crowd this much, possibly ever, but they really enjoy the crowd. They enjoy Cuse fans, and I know that Jim was talking about how Cuse fans are always the best but this game in particular, man, they were loud, they were proud, and uh, you love to see that.
1: Yeah, this is the second weekend in a row where we beat the the record for most attendance in a college game. This is by small margin, but we do beat the record from Wake Forest again, second second weekend in a row. So, Q's fans know how to show up. And I feel like, Zach, it's only going to get bigger, especially with a... Uh, a
0: certain Blue Devil team coming into the building here soon. But let's look at the lineup. Let's look at the starters first and foremost. And we got to start with the man of the hour, Zach. The main man himself, Buddy Bayheim, having himself a career night, moving to second
1: in the all-time threes category. Yeah, he uh, officially has 285 made threes in his Terracuse career, only behind the man on the bench himself g mac who has a whopping 400 so unfortunately i don't think our guy buddy's going to get to that mark in his circus career but nonetheless second all time that's that's incredible it's really like odd to think about 400 that is so many threes in a career that is a lot that's that is so
0: that's incredible to think about and the fact that he was able to put that together year after year at such an elite level is something to uh to really, really be impressed by, especially when it was in the, the old days of Big East basketball, when it was in its heyday, just a really, really impressive career from GMAC. But let's look at Buddy Bayheim 19 points on the day, five assists. He continues to be Buddy Buckets and he just continues to amaze. It
1: looks like he's just having so much fun out there, man. He's just constantly smiling. Yeah, he's getting his two spots from from the three point line in his regular spots, driving in, making buckets as the bucket getter does, and it's just great to see his back to back to back performances. He's been carrying our team all year long. I mean, I guess the wealth has been distributed pretty well these past few games, but nonetheless, Buddy's always a highlight of our offense, and it's always good to see him, you know, do do what he does best.
0: I got to move to uh, the next guy, the the guy that I think that everybody's kind of talking about besides Buddy. And that, once again, is Jesse. He is blossoming like a flower. He had 19 points, eight rebounds, only one foul, Zach. He looks so controlled out there. He was, he was terrific um, shooting nine for 11 from the field. I, I'm just I'm constantly amazed by the performance that he keeps putting out there just game after game, it, it's just a totally different player than what we've seen early in his career. And I'm just so happy to see like all of that hard
1: work that I'm sure he put in the offseason is finally paying off. Yeah, this is something they mentioned on the broadcast yesterday, but they were saying how he might not be the most talented player, which I think in the next year or two, he will be the most talented player on the roster if he keeps on going in this direction. But he is the most important player on the team. Just the way this his presence on the court, the way especially this last game, the, the way they, they move the ball through him in the center, whether that's he scores if he's open or he does a does a move and scores or if he kicks it out. He had a few passes. He found he found Buddy on one pass. He found Cole on another. Like going like running the offense through Jesse is like well, what one is the game.
0: That pick and roll that they kept doing, that him and Joe him and Joe just kept finding each other. And to see that connection just continue to improve is something really special but that pick and roll was just deadly the whole game. They could not stop. It It seemed almost as if like Louisville knew that it was coming, but it didn't matter. They were going to be out, man. They were going to be outmatched. And the, the fact that the offense took advantage of that so many times, that's just intelligent basketball.
1: Yeah. And this is like a look. That's obviously like, you know, you got to do the pick and roll correctly to make that happen. But when it does, when they do do it correctly, it's easy buckets, and this is like one of the few times where we're getting like truly easy buckets, and that happened several times with Jesse on that beautiful pick and roll where he was wide open. You could you could drive a car through there. And he just had to yam it in, and it seemed like they kept doing that with no
0: matter who was at the center position. Like they did it when Frank was out there a little bit, and I feel like those are the kind of adjustments that. Really put Jim above everybody else, where you're able to to recognize that. And Joe, I got to give him credit again, because he's recognizing that like this is where he can get the offense going, unselfish, give the ball to Jesse, give the ball to Frank, and just let them do what they need to do. Because when you have that mismatch in the zone, or I'm sorry, in the offense, you just got to take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, what do you think of giving him the the most important player? What do you think about that? Do you think he is the most important player? Obviously, he's not, maybe not the most talented, but just if we didn't have Jesse Edwards, where would this team be?
0: They would be, uh, there were some games throughout the year, some wins where it was honestly like all Jesse was, Even even when he was like fouling out, he was still putting on great performances. I think that no doubt you need to give most improved player most improved in the ACC in general to Jesse because he has shown how deadly he can be. And I feel like, Zach, it's only going to get better from here. I feel like we still haven't seen the full potential of Jesse Edwards. And you had mentioned this last episode, his his draft stock just continues to improve. I don't think it's going to be this year. I really hope it's not going to be this year because I feel like he still needs another year of development, but... He has. He's just continued to just shock and amaze the ACC world.
1: Yeah, I think if you give him a year or two more, and I think he he technically does have two years of eligibility since of the COVID year, so we could take those two years, get bigger, be an absolute dog for the next two years <laughs> in the ACC, and then I, I honestly, he he's a lottery pick in my eyes. As long as he goes on this projection of keep on getting b- bigger and better, he is he's going to be forced that you don't want to you don't want to mess with.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. I have to do this. Did you think I was crazy when in the beginning of the year I said that he could be the next Tyler Lydon or he could be better than Tyler Lydon?
1: I didn't. I mean, it was just because of the sample size of what we could see from him. It was, it was low. And even early in the season, like we talked about last last episode, he just seemed a little nervous. He kind of seemed like, you know. He just his movement was awkward, and you're just like, you're kind of like nervous for him because you're like, What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it does come not as a surprise. I mean, I guess it does come as, as a surprise in a way, but I don't know. It's in a way, you you definitely were kind of crazy saying that. I mean, I do think Jesse, you can't even compare him to anyone else. He is officially just he is Jesse Edwards. He, you can't compare him to Tyrell Adden or a different center. He is. Jesse Edwards. And he's, he's someone that, you know, people are going to strive to be in the future.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And to be completely honest with you, I did not think it was going to be this quick and his projection was going to be this high. Um, in the beginning of the year, I thought that with the sample size that I saw, I thought that he had a lot of potential in him. I just didn't know that it was going to be coming this quickly and, uh, this well, let's move on to Joe. The other connection in that Joe and Jesse connection, he had 15 points, he had four assists, three rebounds. He had a great game in these past couple of games, Zach. He seems very, very confident out there.
1: Yeah, Jim mentioned in his presser that if you watch it, he <laughs> got he got a little defensive, and he has always had Joe rod's back, which you want to have that relationship between a coach and point guard where they they always have each other's back, and Jim has always oh, 110% stood behind Joe, which if he's our point guard and he is, you got you got it, you got you love to see that. And he's 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 been playing well. His court vision is it keeps on improving, improving. Like you mentioned, his the Jesse Joe connection. He keeps looking for him, finding in those pick and rolls, and just in general finding him for passes. And it's improving game by game and you really love to see that.
0: You had mentioned something uh this was several months ago that Joe <laughs> was looking a little bit unconfident that he was, you know, kind of turning around and like when he when he was faced up against pressure, he was like kind of avoiding it as much as possible. Um are you still seeing that or are you seeing him like making those proper adjustments?
1: He's getting better. He's getting so much better with pressure, especially I believe the last game he against NC State, yeah, they he he handled that pressure very well throughout the game. And I think it's just now that he's gone through it and people keep on throwing at him, he he's just truly, he's working on it and he, he's getting better. It's, it's taking some time, but he's handling pressure way better than he was at the beginning of the year.
0: I have been pleasantly surprised with the development of Joe Girard this year. It had been, you know... Not to put him on the spot. Well, I guess we are putting him on the spot. But um, In years past, I mean, he was just constantly inconsistent. You didn't know what kind of performance you are going to get out of him. And he was very moody, Zach. He was a very, very emotional player. And when he was doing bad, he was really, really bad. Um, I remember when he was in a slump last year, he would just put up shot after shot where he just looked like he didn't really care. He was trying to force stuff. You're not really seeing that this year. There's been a couple of instances, maybe like a handful where he has maybe taken a questionable shot or two, or maybe he's played a little bit too emotional, but that's the kind of player that he is, and I think that he's just made so much of a leap development-wise, where he just seems like he's making emotional plays, but I think for the for the better.
1: Yeah, I think we're just playing better, like team basketball. Yeah, we're sharing the ball. We're like you were saying, like there was times Joe was, his shot selection was kind of forcing things up. We needed a bucket, you know. He is lethal from anywhere on the court, but there was times where like we needed a bucket desperately, and he'd kind of just pull up and he wasn't on that game. Probably wasn't even having the best game and kind of just chucked it up there. And you know, obviously we know he can make that shot, but just given the cir- circumstance, didn't don't really love just to see that. But overall, I think we're playing way better team basketball. We're playing team winning basketball right now. It's just like such an incredible change. And honestly, like it the, the, the turnover we've had the last th- three games has been just been like incredible. I know this team was capable of this, but you know, if we if we flash back to two weeks ago and how down bad this program was to where we are now, we've made quite the turnaround. It has. It has been quite the turnaround. And
0: speaking of turnarounds, I got to give thanks to Jimmy Bayheim because he is finally hitting his free throws. It is beautiful to see he was six for seven from the charity stripe. I know that's very small and minute, but in the... (laughs) The <laughs> couple games where he just wasn't knocking them down, those very big free throws that he should have had. It's nice. He he had mentioned, or I'm sorry, Jim had mentioned that he had been working on those, and it looks like it's finally blossoming. He had 14 points, five assists. Another pretty solid game from from Jimmy Bayheim. Kind of flying under the radar, though, as of recently.
1: Yeah, the second back-to-back game where he's putting up great numbers, and he's b- being the Jimmy Beheim that we saw in the beginning of the year, the confident Jimmy that you you could go to when you needed a bucket and he like you said it's so good to see him getting those three throws down I just think in general our team was just in a really bad mental state particularly with Jimmy and his three throws and now they're coming in I just think we're in such a healthy spot I don't I, I know I keep saying this but I'm just like super happy that we're, we're looking good we're feeling good and just overall we're just we're just feeling good we're smiling baby
0: We are smiling. And these are games that are coming up against teams that, again, we need to win. We need to win these games coming up. We'll we'll kind of break it down a little bit further along in the episode. But, you know, when we've got Boston College coming up twice, when we got Virginia Tech coming up, those are games that we really, really need to win, not just for the confidence, but just because, you know, you got to avoid those bad losses. And even though Virginia Tech is on a roll, they've won, I think it's like three straight or something like that. Still, they don't have the greatest record in the world. We still need to take advantage of them and take advantage of some of their weaknesses, and especially Boston College when we play them. You know, twice it seems like in within a week. So, got to take advantage of that. And again, we'll, we'll kind of break it down a little bit further along in the in the episode. But got to give another shout out to uh, Captain Cole Zach. Eleven points on the day, five rebounds. That eleven points though, three of them coming from three. He was three for five from the three. And finally, he's knocking down his shots.
1: He has like a little bit of swagger going on. Captain Cole swagger has entered the chat. Another good performance from from Cole. I would think I think he probably wishes he got a little bit more, but obviously we didn't need that. We you know we had a 30 point win and he contributed nicely. And like you said, he knocked down his shots when he needed to. and he's continuing his good shooting effort. So love to see that from our guy, Captain Cole.
0: I'm sure that he would like to have uh, more points. I'm sure that every you know every player wants that. but you know to to this is kind of the development of Cole that like as long as he's hitting threes, I'm happy. As long as he's right. able to knock down his shots, I'm happy because in the beginning of the year, even in the middle of the year, as we kind of get to the to the latter part of the season, He was not hitting anything. He was really struggling out there from three and just from the field in general. But now it seems like his shooting percentage is starting to go up a little bit. And he's just he's again, Zach, he's he's not taking different shots. It's just a matter of the shots that he's taking that he's been taking all year are just finally
1: going in. Yeah, I do think overall his shooting was a bit better than what it seemed I mean, he is making more shots. And I think it's just, too, that he's making a, such a f- efficient clip where it just seems like every shot he takes, I mean, especially the two games prior to this, he was like 8 for 11 from the field, then, then like 9 for 12, or whatever. He's super, super efficient. So every shot he was taking was pretty much going in. So I think that's kind of like deceiving. But overall, Cole is playing very well. And this entire team, again, we're, all, of our, all of our starters are scoring double digits starting with uh buddy with 19 and then Cole with 11 everyone's playing well our stars and even our bench they they got some production from the point category this game
0: yeah they finally got some some points as opposed to the last game where the bench didn't get any points Frank got six Frank had a couple man when Frank is out there and the team is playing well he just lights up he he, he always has like a, a mean mug on his face he's just like yeah business as usual it's so funny like If you watch Frank on the bench compared to when he's on the floor, he is two completely different like emotions. On the bench, he is like Samir, where he's constantly cheering for the guys. He's you know he's 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 loud, but when he's on the court, man, straight face, business as usual. There were a couple of jams that he had um, where he just he he, like jammed it in, and then he just kind of shrugged it off whatever time to go to the free throw line or whatever he had 13 minutes and he had six points three rebounds frank is uh somebody that i
1: just love to watch when when the whole team is just clicking yeah he had that nice poster from the pass from benny that was a mean dunk it was it was a mean
0: pass too from benny gotta give a little shout out there he benny played pretty well too Let's jump down to him he had three points um all of them coming from three throws but he still looks like he's just he's having fun out there, man. He just looks like a little kid out there, just bouncing around. It's so fun to watch him.
1: Yeah, obviously, always love to see Ben in the court. His ceiling is obviously still the highest on anyone on the court, and he's he's slowly getting there, day by day, game by game. And I just can't wait to see him in a year or two.
0: Do got to give a final shout out to Samir. He had a three, and it was nice to see him finally knock down like a, a shot. Um, but, but Samir having decent game, nine points, it seems like, uh, with these kind of games that, you know, the bench isn't necessarily needed as much. I know the other teams, um, in, in the NCAA are having sort of the same style of success where the bench isn't really putting in too many minutes and they're not giving you know, they're not putting in too many points. But um, when your starters are all clicking, man, like you don't really need too much from your bench players. But it was nice to see like the walk-ons get in. It was nice to see kind of like the third stringers, second stringers get in. Um,
1: Just an all-around great team win. Yeah, we got to see some extended Patty Casey minutes, some John Bull extended minutes. That was fun to see. It's so shocking to me, Zach, that John Bull is getting some like actual
0: minutes out there that even in like the big games, He's getting some production. And it just has to do with gym loving practices. If you have a good practice, you're going to get
1: in the game. Yeah, he talked about in his pressure again that if you play, first you got to play well in practice, and then you can get some time in the game. if you play well, then you'll play. If you don't play well, then you'll come back on the bench. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty simple. So that's his formula, and
0: uh, I, I guess it makes sense. So I do want to ask you a question. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but. The past three games we've been shooting over 50%. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I did at one point and then I closed out the window. I am so sorry. But um I know, unbelievable. When <laughs> when the team is shooting well, this team is virtually unstoppable. In the past three games, we have shot over 50%. Obviously, that isn't necessarily sustainable in every single game coming up, but what how do you think that we can win?
1: Even if we aren't shooting well, I guess. I think it comes down to Jesse. Using him and utilizing Jesse. That was like going into the second half. Because we had a great first half. Going into the second half, my one key I could think of was feeding Jesse. Continue to feed Jesse. Because he's a such, especially yesterday, like I, we already mentioned. But just the in and out ball movement we had because we were using Jesse all the time. And he was throwing out, like I mentioned before. He, he found Buddy for a three. He found Cole for a three. And just that ball movement is something like we get beat by that in the zone, you know, the in-and-out ball movement. And that's something we haven't really ever done. Like in this, there is, that I can't remember the one, it was the first half, but we had that crazy ball movement where I think Joe was in was the final one and got, and got the three-point shot. But it was just like that ball movement is so crucial and just sometimes our offense can be a little stagnant. But when we can get that in-and-out movement feeding the ball, kind of just running the offense through Jesse – I think it makes this a totally different team because he has three options. He can score if he's open. He can do a move and score, or he can pass it out to someone and you know frazzle the defense.
0: Yeah, the assist numbers for the past few games have been fantastic. For the past three games, eighteen assists against Wake Forest, eighteen against NC State, and then twenty-one against Louisville. So to see that sort of team chemistry finally clicking after so long and before that we were like averaging like 13 assists a game or something like that and to finally see that like connection just finally blossom is just it makes me want to pound my head against a wall because like I felt like this is what we were going to see the whole year but it's nice that we're finally seeing it now like I guess compared to never um but yeah, Jesse, that's a really, really good point to feed Jesse as much as possible, especially when the ball isn't going in. So that way we can get the ball going in because he's just so crucial to the success of this team now. And that's something that I did not think I was going to be saying too much in the beginning of the year. Jesse has been just huge for this team.
1: Yeah, he just provides such a good flow for our offense. And when we, when the offense is stagnant and guys are standing around and we're playing iso ball and just, or just like shooting threes that aren't truly open, he just he provides such a, a, a unique piece that we've never really had recently and just it helps our flow so so much. And part of what's one what is this game is our flow on offense has been so good. We're shooting so well, like insane percentages the last three games, like you mentioned. And I think we got we gotta I think that's sustainable to to keep feeding Jesse, keep using him. Obviously, shooting this well every single game in and out it would be super impressive. And there's going to be games where we dip below just because of, you know, you know, the law of, you know, probability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And I I just don't think that's going to be necessarily sustainable. Like some of these next couple of games, I'm sure that we're not going to be seeing that we're going to be shooting 50% from the field or 40% maybe. But the fact that maybe it, it's just a matter of like adjusting To that And adjusting to the percentages that you have if the team isn't shooting well, if we're not being like if we can't find spots, if the team, if the defense is just too quick or something like that. It's about making those adjustments. And I think that uh, I got full confidence in Jim, Zach, that he's going to be able to make those adjustments, especially with these games coming down the line. Uh, A few games that we can kind of maybe experiment with a few things a little bit. Um, mainly the next one against Boston College on Tuesday at 8 p.m. What are you looking to see out of this team heading into uh, Chestnut Hill?
1: I mean, as always, we got to continue our defensive outing like we did this game. I think we actually we didn't really touch on it much, but we actually had pretty good defense this, this past game against Louisville. And that was testament, you know, the last 10 minutes when their second string slash, I mean, I guess you can only count the, the walk-ons, but when the second string kind of came in the last, you know, five-ish minutes or whatever, Louisville went on like, they, they scored like 10 points. Like it was a 30-point game. The next thing you know, it was like 20-point game. So like they can score. Just, are, we, I think we were really utilizing our, our length well. And I think that's a key of what our defense has been doing when we've been playing well, is just utilizing our length. Our forwards are huge. Obviously, Jesse is huge. And when we utilize, utilize that length, We just our defense is so much better.
0: Yeah, Louisville did not shoot well from three or honestly anywhere for that matter. They shot 40% in total. But in the first half sack, 12.5% from three, Louisville was terrible from three. They were two for sixteen in the first half. And then the second half, it really wasn't much better. They were eight for nineteen. Um I think that like when we're playing this kind of basketball just all around. I just don't know, like, who can beat us, man. It's really, really tough to say. Like, this is a really, really dangerous squad when we are able to put together a full, like, complete offense-defensive production like this. We're
1: a pretty dangerous team, and we're playing this good all around. Yeah, I mean, we figured out the formula of how to win. We're playing team basketball. Now our next bump is when we do have a shooting slump or something our formula doesn't isn't working out. How do we respond to that? And yeah. when that happens is when the next turning point of the season will be.
0: Yeah, and hopefully it's hopefully it's not against like one of these teams again that we 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 need to beat. Hopefully we're able to like you know, I, I think that with a lot of these games coming up, Boston College, twice, Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech I think that with all those games, we're going to be faced with maybe like, you know, different kinds of offenses or different kinds of defenses that are going to probably like have us not shoot too well. Like I know that Virginia Tech's defense, we usually uh, not struggle against them, but we usually have a, a bit of a tougher time against them. So. It'd be nice to see like how we adjust, how we utilize Jesse in that role, how we utilize maybe our forwards to see if we can get Cole going, or even if we can get Jimmy going. I feel like, Zach, we haven't had a big Jimmy game in in a
1: pretty long time. Yeah, I'd love to see a little uh, Jimmy Bayheim leading score again. That'd be nice to see. But we do have, while we do have a stretch coming up here that are, you know, must win, quote unquote are like winnable or like we should win games i guess we do have both those games boston college and virginia tech coming up are on the road so these are away games always harder to win on the road obviously you know winning back-to-back road road games would be huge so like it's not it's not easy and obviously one game at a time like one win at a time we can't get ahead of ourselves here but i do think boston college has they've got some decent they beat notre dame early the year they you know they have some decent wins of their belt they're not like it's not they're not a slouch you know we can't we can't go into boston college and and not play we have to play well
0: no jim always mentions and obviously everybody that watches ac basketball knows that anybody in the acc can beat anybody at any time and especially this year everything is just so strange in the acc that um again don't don't listen to like me and think oh yeah these games are easy I, I do understand that these games are going to be tough coming up. Like Boston College, again, like you said, Zach is no slouch, and Georgia Tech is no slouch, and Virginia Tech especially is no slouch. So, like anybody in the ACC can beat anybody at any time. But when we come, you know, when we have like after this stretch, Notre Dame, Duke, North Carolina, Miami, obviously those are teams that are at the higher end of the ACC. Um, just these games coming up, I feel like we got to touch on a couple of things. We got to make sure that we can get some consistency going on to that final stretch, that final push heading into the ACC tournament. And uh, as of right now, Zach,
1: the team is looking pretty good, pretty consistent overall. Yeah. I mean, if, if we win these next four games then the last four seasons, like you said, like against the top half of the ACC makes things very interesting because, you know, if we get a Win it went against Duke at home, if we beat North Carolina, if we end the season with a beautiful win against Miami, next thing you know, our season is looking a lot different than it was, you know, even like a week ago.
0: Or even Notre Dame, man, they're second in the ACC right now. I, I did not think that Notre Dame would be anywhere close to being in like the top five overall, but those are all four of the five like teams in the top of the ACC right now are, are coming up at the end of the schedule. So Again, next game, one game at a time. Boston College coming up at Boston College on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Should be a good one. It's going to be on the ACC network. So the next time that you hear from us will be after the Boston College game, previewing a little bit of Virginia Tech coming up. But until then, make sure you go follow us on social media at the23podcast. We always post some cool stuff there. And until then, we will see you later. Thanks for listening.
1: Let's go Qs.